Welcome to the Love Positivism Podcast. I'm Shireen Oberg and I'm a yoga teacher and author devoted to the path of healing and heart-based living. And I want to help you to step into what you truly are and to your highest potential. On this podcast, I share with you tools and insights to help you move ever forward on your spiritual and healing path. With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm very excited to have my beautiful guest here today, Susie Ashworth. Welcome, Susie. Hey, Shireen. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for taking the time to be here. I'm super grateful to have this opportunity to talk to you. I love your work, your energy. It feels so heart expanding, Mm -hmm. like just being in your presence. So I'm so grateful for that. And And yeah, the universe brought us together and I would love to hear right now in your life, what is an important ritual or routine that you have that really keeps you in your heart space daily, maybe? At the moment, I am doing something called the Devotion Experience, which I've been doing since the beginning of January. And this is a whole sequence of um, um, like maybe routines or just commitments that I make to myself on a daily basis. So it involves two sessions of meditation a day for 15 minutes. It involves moving my body twice a day for 30 minutes. Um, One of those movements has to be outside. Mm -hmm. Um, It it involves reading 10 pages of a personal development book every single day, drinking two and a half litres of water, and taking a picture of myself, actually, so I can just see myself every single day. And I've been doing that with my sister and my best friend. And it's been the most incredible experience, actually. And I've just come off the back of a three-day in-person event. And I know that a lot of the energy that was exerted and how I feel now, just a couple of days later, which is very much in my power and in my potency, comes from... uh, the work that I've been doing in this devotion practice. Um, Just simple things, but over a period of time. So I'll be doing it for 93 days in total, and then I get to decide what I want to do. But committing to doing all of those things every single day has been a real beautiful test and stretch and practice. And I'm seeing so many benefits that I never expected. Wow. I mean, that sounds like a really holistic practice. It involves so many things and what a beautiful thing. And I love when it's also things that you can easily get into your daily life and make space for it as well, because it's so important. Everything that you are doing daily 
really is something that we all should be prioritizing. Yes. And then it becomes a, a habit and something that we can't live without. So I feel like that's super beautiful and like self-devotional practice and and just seeing like what you're doing is also shifting your energetic body so it will translate out yeah right it will like come into everything in your life the way that yeah Yeah. the way I think and the way that I feel everything is expanding because of this commitment Mm. and yes it's easy to fit in and it also requires discernment. So there have been things and times that I have to say no to in order to get my practice in. And that also feels good to honor the commitment, even when I'm busy, even when I don't feel like it. Yeah, that's super inspiring. And what is inspiring, maybe you can uh, share a little bit because you are raising three children, which is mm-hmm. It's a devotional bhakti practice in itself yeah. <laughs> and getting that in and then doing your work and doing your self practice um, and the discernment part. How do you make everything like come together? Wow. Yeah. So I get up early. I do. So this morning, whilst I was awake at four, I didn't actually start my practice until five, but I just okay. kind of laid it in bed and just contemplated and thought um but I get yeah I get up early I make sure that my exercise can be done around the home except when I go for a walk but then my kids are kind of old enough for me to be able to take that half an hour out I feel good when the eldest is around so it's really it's really that I mean I absolutely prioritize my own health and well-being when I feel good I'm a much better mother And so that always is top of the list. And then I suppose the benefit of being a a single parent is that for half the time, actually, the time is mine. So the other half, I just have to be very, very contained with my work so that then there is time for the kids and there is still time for me. So discernment and discipline. Yeah, it's that's a good way to put it. And and how old are your kids actually? Yeah, they're 13, 11 and 7. Okay, beautiful. So 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 inspiring. And I think it would be interesting for us. I I've been listening to you, so I know your story, but maybe for the listeners today to just introduce yourself and would love to know how you came into this path of service and everything that you're doing right now and also leading up to Infinite Receiving, which is coming up. Your book is coming up in a couple of weeks with Hay House and just how that came along. Like, how did your path lead into where you are today? I think what is interesting and one of the things that I talk to my clients about is that with the benefit of hindsight, you can see how the seeds for everything are being sown right from the beginning. And there isn't a step or misstep that I could have avoided that wouldn't have taken me on a completely different trajectory. So the path 
began right at the beginning when I was fostered at the age of three months old and given to my foster parents. And I think that what they taught me about the world and what they installed in me when it comes to that feeling of why not and I'm lucky and I am blessed, all of those lessons and core beliefs have really set me up for the work that I now teach and the life that I now live. But I think that in earnest, things really shifted for me when it came to my perspective on the world and who I wanted to be when my foster mother died when I was 19 years old. And at that point, I was a typical 19-year-old, so really felt that I would have all of the time in the world, didn't really give that much attention to my parents and was very, the world all revolves around me, I know everything. And so when I lost my mum, it was a real wake-up call. And I frequently describe that moment in time as it was my biggest loss and it was my greatest gift because what I was presented with and couldn't argue with in any way, shape or form is that life can be very short. We have a very finite time in these bodies and what we choose to do and who we choose to be matters because you never know when your time is going to be up. And so the decision that I made when I lost her was one, I needed to be better. You know, I needed to be a better human being, somebody that I could be proud of. And two, I wanted to finish this life feeling like I was going to leave it all out on the table and that I was going to really, really live whilst I had the chance to live. And that set off a whole kind of cascade of events. I lived abroad for four years and met people, met my best friends and just saw the world and saw different people and interacted with humanity in a very, very different way whilst working on who I was being. So that was really the start of the start of the journey. I suppose the next big decision point came when I, after I'd met my husband and got pregnant with my first son and I knew the minute that I got pregnant with him, I wanted to be able to say, you can do anything that you want in this world. And what was so evident to me was that if I were to say that sentence at that point in time, he would never believe me because the life that I was living was bog standard. It wasn't a bad life but it wasn't a life where I was living into this original intention of living, leaving it all out on the table. It was just good enough. And so getting pregnant and becoming a mother was a real catalyst for me to say, okay, let's, what can you really do, Susie? What can you really do? And so it took a year 
of going back to work after I had him I got pregnant again and then when I went on maternity leave with my second child I decided that I was going to retrain and so Caesar was the catalyst Coco was the the one that made me say it's either going to be now or never and I retrained as a hypnotherapist and a psychotherapist and a hypnobirthing practitioner and that was 11 years ago and making that decision at that point in time really changed everything because I went back into study having had a story that I wasn't an academic that I wasn't very bright and I had to decide that I did have the identity of a student because I dropped out of school at 16 I had a real story that that just school wasn't for me learning wasn't for me academia wasn't for me I was street smart but I wasn't book smart but because I had this desire to say can do anything that you want I had to choose a different identity and so I stepped into the identity of the student and surprised myself by coming top of the class and that evidence was enough to spur me on to set up my own business and yeah ten and a half months ten and a half years eleven years later here we are Amazing. That's so, your life has been so inspiring to many, everything that you've created and, um, and everything around just opening up the opportunities and possibilities within yourself first. Mm -hmm. And this, you talk about this quantum existence so much. Um, I really love that. And, and how did you then translate that into what what did you feel most inspired to share out of your experience and how did that lead into the infinite receiving book as well yeah well the first business i had was a birthing business and it was called the calm birth school it's still in existence and what i used to do is teach families and predominantly mothers how to create calm and positive birth experiences now I ended up having my three kids at home in the water using hypnobirthing I was very very inspired by the fact that how powerful the brain was and actually what I learned as a hypnobirthing teacher was if people had a very clear goal I could help them let go of the fears and the stories that told them that they couldn't have that experience. So really work with the mind to let go of the stories and then provide the tools and the strategies to help them get to where they wanted to get to. Understanding that not everybody would always have the perfect birth, but they could have a calm and positive experience as they navigated the journey. And I loved that. I was very inspired by it. And What I also really loved was like building the business and creating a brand and starting something from nothing and really pushing myself to create something that would actually inspire other people to take take the next step, you know, think about things differently, think about themselves differently. And people noticed in the birth world what I was doing. And we're like, how did you build that online brand? How are you making this work? This hasn't been done before. And what I 
pretty quickly realized was that even though I was inspired by birth, the thing that was really lighting me up was building the business and building the brand. And what was interesting is that people asked me to support them in building their own businesses. Like, how do I do this for myself online? And, st- and I started working with people. And what I realized is, is that what I was teaching people in birth was the same thing as what I was teaching people in business. What is the goal? What is the aim? What are you scared about when it comes to actually fulfilling your desires? What are you scared about on the journey? Helping them release those fears and then giving them the tools and the strategy so that they could behave in alignment with what it is that they wanted. And so I switched from this hypnobirthing instructor into this business coach. And I loved it. It was really, really super fun. The business did really, really well. And I got to about 2018, the business was doing about mid six figures a year and I was excited, but I also felt like I want more, but I couldn't quite get there. It was like I'd hit a plateau and I didn't quite know what to do. Everything that I had done up until that point was using my mind and changing my mindset. We got to 2019 and I still was on the same trajectory and I knew that something needed to shift, but I didn't know what because I was using one of the tools and I was doing all of the things, but I couldn't quite get the breakthrough. And I was introduced to something called quantum healing. And when I read the information page about quantum healing, it was like the teachers were talking in a completely different language. I didn't understand it at all, but how I felt when I read the page, I was like, I need to be on this retreat and I need to learn this modality. And what that modality did for me was show me how to create change that goes beyond logical thinking. And whilst I don't really use any of those tools now specifically in my work from that retreat, it just opened up my field of awareness. It was like everything up until that point had been very linear and very logical. And what that retreat taught me is that our energy fields contain so much of the things that stop us like all of the experiences that we've had in the world in our, in our world don't just live in our mind but they live in our body and they live in our energetic field and sometimes when you're blocked it's not something that you can think your way out of it's something that you get to release or transmit through transmute through the body or through the energy field and that was a revelation to me And the story that I had run up until that point with money and allowing myself to receive had been, you're okay with just enough. You'll always have just enough. So it didn't matter how much money that I was receiving, the same amount would go out. I'd have just enough left at the end. And what I had to release, which was that story, um, um, in doing that in 2020, I tripled my income from 420,000 to 1.2 million pounds. And that was 
that was quite remarkable. And it was from that place, whilst I hadn't, um, um, sorry, let me just, trying to close my boxer. Um, whilst I hadn't birthed infinite receiving, a lot of the practical tools that I, oh, you've disappeared. Okay. A lot of the practical tools that I share about in Infinite Receiving Book, in the Infinite Receiving Book, this is what I was doing alongside the energetic work in order to get into a place where I was able to receive so much more of the money, so much more of the impact, so much more of the love. So whenever we're making a change, whenever we are transforming anything, it's happening on multiple levels. There's no, there's never just one thing that we do that is the breakthrough. I always say that we as the individual are the key. And then there are multiple tools and multiple people and multiple mentors that will all support us in helping us unlock our own unique codes and our own unique greatness, which is one of the pillars of infinite receiving. What an amazing expansion you did. And I really love that you got into like this quantum healing uh, session and and to take it's like opening up it sounds like you open up so because you also talk about timelines and how we can like open up for all infinite possibilities and how it can only be ourselves that can um like limit that and it's almost, you know, sometimes we focus so much on how to get there that it becomes limiting, right? When we're not like just, I always talk about like surrendering into our path. Like we know if we have that inner knowing that something will happen for us, then somehow we get like these, it's not about just sitting and waiting, but we do get these tools and experiences and people, like you say, like we unlock and invite in and that's what I spoke about this a lot yesterday in my yoga class here local yoga class that it is in in that yin state that we also invite expansion actually because in yin yoga we're like completely still but we open up it's ex so expanding um, so I really love that and I love for you to I thank you for sharing the first pillar that that framework of consciously and infinitely receiving and putting yourself into that state what are the four pillars that you work from and probably that's what you also share in your work when you're helping others I would love to hear more about that so the first pillar is and I always say I say the first pillar but it's not a linear process and what is true is that anyone mastering any one of these pillars will change your life However, when you put all four of them together, absolute magic can happen. And I think just before I share the framework, what we're really talking about is just increasing our field of vision. You know, when we are limited in our thinking, it's because we can only see one way. 
And what infinite receiving is designed to do is help you see more and more and more of yourself and more and more and more of what is possible when you tap into all of the goodness of yourself. And so this starts with the pillar of infinite greatness, really understanding that your voice is important, that your unique blueprint cannot be replicated. And I think that for many people, whether you're in business or out of business, it's really easy to see somebody who looks successful on the outside and be like, what, are the, what do they have? What have they got? How can I get some of that? How can I be more like them? And when I say that you are the key, really understanding that you have a message and whether this is a message as a mother, a father or a business owner, you have a message and you have a way of saying things that no one else can replicate when you are being fully yourself. And that is where your most um, potent level of magnetism lies when you are being yourself. And so I talk about in the book, really learning to be full of yourself, which in the UK, in the past has had quite negative connotations. But the way that I like to think of it is, is that most of the time we're walking through the world only being a part of ourselves. We kind of chip away at this part of our personality and that part of our personality because we've learned along the years that if we want to be accepted, we need to kind of tie ourselves up into a pretzel so that other people feel comfortable. And what I teach in this pillar is that whilst feeling comfortable may have been the goal up until now, when you're looking to unlock unlimited gifts, when you are looking to unlock the frequency of infinite receiving, then your willingness to be all of yourself, accept all of yourself and love all of yourself in your unique greatness is one of the keys. So that is the first pillar. The second pillar is the pillar of infinite support. And for me, this was such a huge revelation and breakthrough for me because I had lived my life for many years running the story that I could only rely on myself and that it was all on me and I walked around the world as if I was carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders and even when people would want to help me which wasn't often because the frequency that I was operating at was, I don't need it. I don't need you. I've completely got you. I'm a strong black woman. Like I'm okay. Whilst on the inside feeling like I'm totally alone and I just want somebody to help me. Um, but I wouldn't allow it. And I was doing a program. This was actually quite early on in my entrepreneurial career. I was doing a program and one of the journaling questions was, how supported do you feel? And in that moment, I, it just, the floodgates opened and I was crying my eyes out because I realized that I didn't feel supported at all. And what was happening simultaneously is that there was the part of me that knows that was showing me how on earth would it be possible for me to get to where I had got to already in life 
if there was no support. You know, my foster parents were found in the back of a magazine. Like the fact that I got good humans who loved me and then loved my sister, that couldn't have been a coincidence. That couldn't have been an accident. That was universal support. You know, meeting my partner, having healthy children, um, even starting the business, like all of these things. Did I think that it was just me? Did I think that it was just luck? It was like, no. And then at the same time as that, I had the awareness of my foster parents, both of which had passed away by then, just there, either side of my shoulders. And it was like, you're not alone. You've never been alone. How much are you willing to allow yourself to be and feel supported? And what I really took from that moment was understanding that I'm being universally supported, but also there is very real practical support on the ground that if you give yourself permission to receive, like it's there. There are people that want to help you. And now as a business owner that is working with other business owners, like I understand more than ever that support is your leverage. Support is how you buy back time, you know, and when you need to do it all by yourself because you're the only one, you're stopping yourself from receiving. And so the pillar of infinite support is a huge one when it comes to opening yourself up to allowing so much more into your life. I mean, it's such a initiatory path that you've been on when I'm thinking about the whole your whole life. And it's so important to feel that, yeah, I mean, when we put ourselves in the in the hands of the universe and the divine, and there's like this plan for us somehow. And that we are supported, like you said, it's not a coincidence that certain people come into you. And you talked about this as well, um, that our souls choose the parents. Like there's a soul contract. Um, yeah. It feels such a like a big initiation to go through that, that path that you went through up until very young age. And that you got to face that so early also, you know, in every, in that darkness, when we meet that dark goddess of grief and death and everything, there's like this big light that opens up. And when we expand our hearts, I, I, I completely agree. Like, how can we always feel supported and in companionship, not just like, I have all of this on my shoulders alone because as soon as we open up to receive support and and guidance and also like physical support from others it really expands it's it's like a co-creation creative path yeah. I really love that yeah and and the, so those were the two pillars right yeah. yes the next pillar is the pillar of infinite love and it works very closely with infinite support and again this has been 
a huge, huge journey that, and I say everything that I share, I'm still on the path because every time I decide that I'm ready to expand into another level, there are new areas that I need to ask for support in. There are other places where I have to choose to allow myself to know that I am worthy and deserving of the next step. So I have to tune back into greatness. When it comes to love, I lived really my entire life, maybe up until about four, possibly five years ago, with my heart very much protected. And in 2019, my family and I, we moved to Mexico and we spent 16 months there. And this was such a beautiful spiritual awakening for me and just an integral part of my spiritual journey. And I worked with a lot of healers over there. And I remember working with one lady. She was um, a masseuse, but she also worked with the energy body. And she gave me a massage one day. And after that massage, she said, I really felt a lot on, uh, I think she said, your left side. Is that the masculine side? She said, I really felt a lot on your masculine. And that was interesting to me because I kind of had associated all of my, in inverted commas, problems with my birth mother. And I hadn't really spent a lot of time thinking about my birth biological father. And it was weird. I was like, mm, interesting. She said, I fear that along your male line, your male lineage, there's stuff there. And I walked out of that massage parlor, got into a taxi, and again, tears. I was sobbing uncontrollably. And the awareness that came to me in that taxi, driving back to my home, was that my first heartbreak had been when my biological father had left when I was a baby. And what I had done is create a life and live a life where I had wanted to protect my heart from being broken again. And so Whilst I was a very caring person, a very loving person, somebody who I would have described at the time as heart-centered, like I really cared about people, I made it very, very, very difficult for people to actually touch my heart because it was like I'd put my heart in this cage and it was, I just, it was protected. And that massage was the start of me consciously looking to remove the bars that I had used as protection and so when I talk about being when I talk about the pillar of infinite love I talk about being a conduit and a generator for infinite love and what that means in real life is actually being willing to allow your heart to be broken And you can only 
allow that to happen when you are willing to go all in and be vulnerable be vulnerable in how much you love your work be vulnerable in how much you love your partner be vulnerable in how much you love your children knowing that one day it all might disappear knowing that one day they may turn around and say well I don't love you anymore maybe one day you you know you put out the best pose of your life you think god this is the thing and you have people all turn around and say god that's ridiculous I don't understand it I don't understand you it's like are you willing to risk your heart being broken because you're willing to risk going all in and the more you are willing to be in that vulnerability the more you open yourself up to receiving more love than you can possibly imagine, more impact than you can possibly imagine because you're leaving it all out on the table. You're actually giving it. It's such a challenging pillar with just the highest rewards. That is so beautiful, that vulnerability and how many like hard layers we can release when we do that because Mm. it's so constricting to have that protection all the time and it's interesting how you could trace back because my work is based on healing so that you traced back to where that all of those things that you built up within yourself where that came from and it was so early on yeah that it's not like even like in in your brain memory but it's in your physical body's memory your soul and I'm wondering how that so did you feel like this opened up to heal and and did you come into like this space of complete forgiveness and acceptance do you feel like that or how did that healing how is that looking for you right now I think that the most profound healing of this part of the journey has been the self-forgiveness and the self-acceptance because, you know, I was in a marriage where my partner could never fully support me or fully love me because I wouldn't allow it in. You know, even as a mother, I realised how much I kept my children at arm's length and I love my kids and I'm sure that they would never say that but I was aware of how much more was available when I really just allowed myself to open up so that journey of forgiving myself that's been the biggest part I think that where I am with my biological father and we don't have a relationship is that I am I wouldn't be here without him you know, I chose him for a reason. And where I am in my life is that it doesn't, it still doesn't feel healthy to have him in my life. And so whilst I accept who he is, the there's still work to be done when it comes to truly being able to love him all that he is and all that he has given me and I think that this is why again I say I'm still a student of the work 
because I know the ultimate vision and the ultimate vision is to just be able to deeply see him and love him and appreciate him and I'm not there yet Mm. and maybe I won't get there in this lifetime exactly but it still is an opening for you like even that it's not about like getting rid of everything and being this perfect it's in our imperfectness and not there's nothing like perfect but it is in that I just love uh, a book that I've been listening to over and over, The Secrets of Divine Love and the Sufi Path. And it's in in the neediness that we turn, like, come closer to the divine reality and, and the universe. And as long as we have that um, things that we're working on, we're always turning... like. If we would have nothing to work on, then I don't know what what would happen with us. We all, all have things to to that that might. It's just an acceptance that it's there. And yeah, like you said, maybe in this lifetime, it's it's not like the soul has a plan. So maybe it's the next journey will look different, and there will be a different relationship, or there will be we find so much in others, like how much we can look back at ourselves. It's, it's really inspiring what you're, what you're sharing and, and how, yeah, it's, you had big initiations in your life that led you here with that, with that meeting with the underworld and how, that other path opened up for you. I think it's, like you said, it's no coincidence. Everything has happened exactly as it was meant to. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. I just, I feel like there are infinite versions of ourselves. Mm. The way that I work, the the final pillar is the infinite pillar of conscious co-creation. It's really the manifestation pillar. It's the the pillar of magic. It's the deciding what it is that you desire and then the bringing it from thought into reality. And what I believe, so there's there's a mix. There's There's the science of all of the energy in this world that has ever been and ever will be is already here. Mm. And... This was a very profound thought. It was communicated to me in a metaphysical way the first time I heard it. And I was really, really blown away because in my understanding of what that meant in that moment was if everything is made of energy and our thoughts are energy, that means that every thought that I've had and the energy of every single thought that I am going to have is already here. It means that the solution to every single problem, the solution to every single thing that I am ever going to create or could ever desire to create is already here in the universe. Mm. And my job is to simply align myself to the solution and so this was really like mind-blowing to me 
it was really, really wild because within the within this infinite universe of infinite possibilities, there are also an infinite number of versions of myself. Mm. There are also an infinite number of paths and each of those versions has a path and each of those versions has an idea about what it is they want to create. And, and my job now is to ask myself, what is it that I want to create? What's the version of me that has already created it? And so what I believe is that there is a version of me who has the most exquisite, beautiful relationship with my father. There's a version of me who never had a father. There's a version of me. Like, there are an infinite number of versions. And I just have to decide what it is that I want to manifest. I just have to decide what it is that I want to create and then align with the version of me that's already done it, that's already created it, that's already... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I am, there is the path, and alongside the path is our divine intention. Mm. And those two things work together. Mm. <laughs> I have to melt, melt that in. It's, yeah, and everything is and nothing is linear everything is in the now everything is happening as a dream within a dream within a dream with like never ending there in, in we live in an infinite universe with infinite possibilities and i think that what is interesting about the pillar of co-creation and i love it um, um process of infinite receiving isn't linear but i do always talk about co-creation last it is usually people are talking about it from a material thing what is the thing that I want and I believe that we are all born creators I believe that it is our divine right it is our birthright it's part of the mission of all of us to remember that we are limitless creators and so I want people to be able to manifest and co-create with the universe exactly what it is that they desire. And I want people to do that from a place of knowing their greatness already. I want them to do that from a place of knowing that they are fully supported, whether they have 100,000 in the bank, 10 pound in the bank or nothing in the bank. I want people to know that they are loved and lovable whether they are buying their friends Porsches and Lamborghinis or going off on holiday to the most beautiful place in the world. I want people to know those first three pillars first, because when you know those three pillars, you the, the relationship you then have with the pillar of co-creation shifts because we are manifesting and co-creating purely from a place of desire and preference rather than from a place of I want this so I will feel happier about life I want this so I will feel more deserving about myself and I think that a lot of manifestation or people come to the world of law of attraction and manifestation from this place of thinking if I am materially richer it is going to infinitely improve my life and the reality is is that if on the inside you feel lacking, you feel not enough, 
you feel unworthy. It doesn't matter how much you bulldoze your way into receiving materially, it will never satiate you. It will never make you feel better about yourself. And so when people work on the first three pillars, what happens is, is that they fill themselves up from the inside. And that fullness that a person experiences when they know love, when they know support, when they know their greatness, creates a magnetic field around them that makes them infinitely more attractive. And then when you decide what it is that you desire from a place of, wouldn't this be fun to co-create that? Wouldn't it be, you know, this is my preference to have this. And whether I have it or whether I don't have it, it doesn't change me and who I am. It's just the thing that I've created. It makes it so much easier for you to then um, um, implement the steps of manifestation and co-creation because the attachment to who you are being um, or who you are when you've got the thing is coming from a pure place rather than I need the thing in order to make me feel better, do better or appear better. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes so much sense. And it's, yeah, you're tapping into so many things that is so important and and on many levels. And like you said, it's all starts with this inner process and we can get so many things around us and we think that that's also what's gonna lead to like upliftment and happiness but there's also like deeper parts of that what that symbolizes for us what does it mean if I have this and it's so important to work from that aspect so I just feel like you tap into everything instead of just focusing on one aspect of manifestation there's so many layers and I guess that that's why uh, this book is coming out how can people find it and like where yeah where is it right now everyone who's listening should definitely is it also available as an audiobook and how it's available in all formats so you can get the physical version you can get kindle you can get it on audio or audible audio mm. and at the moment and really between now and at least the end of March, when people purchase the book, it's available from all places that stock books, so particularly Amazon, but, you know, really every single place right across the world. If you send in your proof of purchase to hey at susieashworth.com, I'm giving people 30 days free access as a gift to my um, members club called the gateway mm-hmm. and so there we go into more kind of practical applications of manifestation how to build and keep momentum how to um, play with your mindset and all of those good things that we talk about in the book so it's a really really great mm-hmm. companion place and you get that free when you just show me your proof of purchase that's an amazing offer and I actually wanted to ask you how can people work with you what what are you offering besides the book 
Yeah, so I have my members club, um, which is amazing. And then for people in business who are looking to really grow their business and do it from a place of authenticity and really from being themselves, then I have something called the Momentum Portal, which is a real mix of practical strategy and then all of the energetic work and the masculine and the feminine, how they work together to really create exponential growth. Amazing. I will put everything into the show notes, links. Everyone who's definitely wanting to see more of your work will go in there. And I just love, thank you for sharing everything. I've been shuffling, for those who who are watching this on YouTube, I've been shuffling the um, my healing, Love Positivism Healing Oracle card deck at the same time. And what struck me is the colors that you have behind you and the, this powerful energy of the sun in the yellow that you have and that's also what I have the Kurdish sun symbol uh, and also the inner sun here mm-hmm. which is traditionally tattooed on women with also breast milk so that's a different conversation but um, yeah I feel that Manipura chakra opening up when I see the yellow behind you like that drive I love it and I drew I have been shuffling and we got uh, so my my cards are divided into physical healing emotional healing mentally like different themes and we actually got a very grounded card it's the green theme I bless my body with nourishing foods actually mm-hmm. So you can see this this card is really Beautiful. yeah I think it, like the practice the self devotional practice as well that you spoke about is connected to that with with nourishing yourself with the water for example and how important that is for our energetic body our emotional body is also very affected by um, by what we eat and. Mm-hmm the water is really connected with the kidney and and uh, that whole meridian system the yin it's very yin so it's really grounding and also i just wanted to draw one more and it's um this one is my heart is open to receiving love so (laughs) what goes a lot with the the theme that you talked about and this is um traditional Kurdish uh, clothes, but also the chalice and the cacao and the the rose, which really is heart opening. Um, So nourishing your body with good foods that is from Mother Earth and then opening up your heart to love. And I just have to draw a third because the number three came up (laughs) as we were talking. And now the waters came in. The waters of creativity and sensuality flow within my hara or like the womb space. It's the the card of the sacral chakra and it's connected to the earth sacral chakra as well. Um, Yeah, creativity. So it's really a place of of intimate creation that we have in, in our hara or or the womb space and how we can connect that up to our yeah manipura our heart and also the grounding but the waters the foods and and then also this heart opening so i hope that this is helpful for yeah. me and you and for everyone who's listening um, yeah. 
Yeah, but Susie, I really want to thank you for your just being in the world. Thank you for choosing to be here in this world because you are just like a sunshine here. I feel like it's really beautiful to be connected with you and the work you're doing is so, so important. And I really just advise everyone to check out also your podcast, your beautiful podcast. It's so like that work is amazing too. What is the name of your podcast you can share? It's called Infinite Receiving. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, inspiring guests there too. So we're just, just butterfly effect everywhere. I'm really grateful for that too. Can't wait to continue listening. So thank you so much, Susie. And thank, thank you, you to everyone. Who's, yeah, thank you to everyone who's listening too.